If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. First Corinthians chapter seven. We're going to be in verse eighteen. <clears throat> Y'all kind of bear with <clears throat> bear with me a little bit tonight. Some of this uh, scripture we're going to read is kind of tough to understand at first, but we're going to. There's a good message here, so let's let's really dig in a little bit and understand what God wants us to hear. Verse 18 starts off and says, Is any man called being circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing, but the keeping of the commandments of God. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it, but if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's free man. Likewise also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. Now turn over to Galatians chapter 5. We'll be starting in verse 1, Galatians 5 and 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that... He is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. I titled this message tonight, Hindered by the Law. We, as Christians, first, we need to decide how is it we're going to be saved. Now, You can argue this with me if you want to, but I believe that there are two ways God has laid out, and I think one's probably done away with, but just uh, humor me for a minute. There's two ways that God has laid out that you can be saved. The first in the Old Testament was by adhering to every point of the law. And this law was not only the Ten Commandments that we kind of go by, but it was also the ceremonies and rituals, and and there there was just it was a burden. Let me tell you, and that's why he says, "Don't go back to the bondage of the law, because there's another way the the way of grace, 
the way that you don't have to do anything except accept Jesus as your Savior. So, there's these two ways. Now, we need to decide before we go uh, trying to help anybody else, which way are we going to be following? Is it by the grace of God and the shed blood of Jesus Christ that we are saved? Or is it by our works and our obedience to the law? Now, this may not be for any of y'all tonight. But, you know, there may be somebody that listens to this that it is for. Because there are a lot of people that... I've heard many people say this, that, well, I'm not going to go to church right now. But I'm going to get myself cleaned up, and then I'm going to come. I've got a lot of things in my life I need to straighten out before I can come to church. Now see, they're looking at things from the perspective of it has something to do with their works. It has something to do with their obedience to the law that gets them saved. Now the reason why I told you that you need to decide tonight as a Christian which way it is that you're saved is because you're the one that talks to those people. I am too. Now we need to you know we need to know what we believe. And we need to know why we believe it. You know <clears throat> when Jesus came and did what he did he broke that bondage of law. Now I know this is kind of upper level complex kind of stuff but I want y'all to Understand this, it ain't hard. There was some serious... You know, you don't think of the law as bondage. You think of bondage as as something that uh, has you kind of caught, like maybe an addiction. or You think of that kind of thing. But the law was bondage. The reason why is because there was no liberty there. There was no freedom. There was... Nothing but adhering to the law or not. If you didn't adhere to that law in every point, the Word tells us that if you've, if you've met every point of the law but one, you're guilty of all of it. Now that's bondage. Knowing that no matter what you do, you have got to adhere to every point. Now Paul's telling us here, that we shouldn't return to that bondage because we're set free from it. Now, you know, you can look at this like, well, Paul's talking to the Jews of that time, but let me tell you, I see people do this all the time. I've probably done it myself. How many times have you heard people say, man, I've done so many bad things. You know, I mean, I'm talking about Christians. I'm talking about people that ought to understand what liberty is. And all they're concerned about was, did I do everything to fulfill what God expects of me? Listen, God don't expect those kind of things from you when you are covered under the blood. Now, I'm not trying to give you all an excuse to sin. But what I'm trying to tell you is that you don't have to live your life anymore in fear of the penalties. Because the price has already been paid. When you accept that, it covers up your sin. Washes it away. 
You don't have to... You know, I could, I could start tomorrow making sacrifices every time I, I, I have a sin. But is that going to do anything for me? No, because God said, look, if you're going to do it that way, you've got to adhere to that law in every point. And that's why when Jesus came, and He did adhere to the law in every point, that's why He could become our sacrifice. Because we couldn't do it. You understand that the reason why God gave us that law that was bondage was because He knew we couldn't do it. Now, understand that. Think about that for a minute. God knew we could not meet His expectations. But He still gave us that law. The reason why He did that is because He knew only one could. He knew that only one could meet that bar that He had set. That's why Jesus was our sacrifice. So, let me... uh, Let me take a step back. The title of the message was Hindered by the Law. Now, the reason why I called it that is because... When you live your life trying to meet up to the expectations of this law, you don't have time for anything else. When, like I said, if I were tomorrow to start trying to make sacrifices to to cover up my sin, you know, I would be a busy guy killing animals. I wouldn't have time for anything else. But the liberty that I'm talking about tonight that came when Jesus gave that sacrifice for us means that not only do I not have to worry about the penalties of my sin, but listen, I don't have to worry about any of those ceremonies. I don't have to worry about those rituals. I don't have to worry about the law's expectation of what I'm supposed to do. Now, the law is not bad. Let me tell you, Paul talks about this. He tells you that if it weren't for the law, I wouldn't know what sin was. But to know that I don't have to worry about the law, that's where liberty comes in. Freedom. I'm not held to that same standard. Now, What I'm trying to tell you tonight is that as a Christian, when you are talking to somebody, when you're trying to let them understand what it means to be a Christian, we don't need to focus on what thou shalt not do. The reason why those people that need to clean themselves up to come to church are wrong is because they don't need to worry about that. God takes you just as you are. The nice thing about being a Christian is that God will handle all that later on. We'll work all that out. I promise you, I don't have to worry about what all the stuff in Leviticus says. I don't have to memorize that Scripture. I'm not trying to tell you don't read it because it's a good way to show you what would have been expected of you. 
But listen, I can live my life knowing that I may not be all that great today, but every day God's working on me and He's cleaning me up. He's conforming me to His image and His character. That is the kind of freedom that we have as Christians. That's what we need to be sharing with people. Look, don't worry about what state you're in today. You can think about that a year from now. You can look back and see what kind of wretched state you're in. But God will begin to change you. You know, it's... One of the things that I think is the best about the liberty that we have is just knowing that the minute I make a mistake, the minute I sin, I can go to God and ask forgiveness right then. And I can go on with the rest of my day and feel free from it. I don't have to wait until a certain point in time when I have a chance to offer a sacrifice or wait till this one time a year that the high priest would make these sacrifices. I don't have to do that. I don't have to carry that sin with me any further than the point where I repent. That's freedom. You know, there is a place, I can't remember where it's at, but I'll look it up and let you all know, that Paul talks about the liberty we have. And he talks about how the things that we do, we don't have to even worry about it. When you read it, it almost sounds like Paul's telling you it's okay to sin. But what he's telling you is that even if you sin, you don't have to worry about the penalties. And to me, that is the biggest thing. I'm not one to tell you that, that you can just go sin knowingly that you'll be able to receive repentance. I mean, uh, redemption from it. I'm not trying to tell you that, but what I'm trying to tell you is that you do have eternal security. You don't have to live your life dreading what's going to happen because you sinned yesterday. You don't have to do that. That's what we need to share with people is that they can have this life, this liberty that we have as Christians. You know, we need to make sure that we're living that same kind of life. We need to make sure that we're not worrying about what the law says all the time. You know, I don't have to even worry about what the Ten Commandments say. I don't have to worry about memorizing those things. Because I promise you, when you become a Christian, when you truly receive Jesus in your heart, there's going to be changes made. There will come a point where you don't have a desire to do those things anymore. You don't have to worry about, did I adhere to that law? Because the only law you need to worry about... You know, there's a reason why Jesus only gave us two commandments in the New Testament. Jesus didn't abolish all those other commandments. But let me tell you, if you put God first and you love Him and you love other people before yourself, all that other stuff will take care of itself. That's why He only told us about those two. Because that's the way things work. You're not going to want to steal from somebody or go murder somebody or lie to somebody if you love them like you love yourself. 
But that's the kind of freedom I'm talking about tonight. We don't have to be hindered by this law. And let me tell you, that law is bondage. Because you can't live that kind of life. You can't, you can't live that perfect life like Jesus did. And I'd almost like to tell you, so don't bother trying, but I'm not here to tell you tonight that you should not try to improve yourself. What I'm trying to tell you though is, don't let that beat you down. Don't let that law hold you back because that's all you have time to worry about. Live a life that's that's free from it. Oh, let's see if we have anything else here. You know, one other thing I'd like to point out to you is Paul told us there Don't return to that yoke of bondage. He said, don't be entangled again. You know, when you're outside the grace of God, the only other thing you have is that yoke of bondage. So he's telling you, look, you've been set free from it. Don't go back to it. You've got something so much better. Don't go back to it. And you know, I I catch myself doing that sometimes. I catch myself thinking about how all the ways that I have failed and, and how God expects more of me. But what I need to be looking at is, is more of how God sees me. God doesn't see me in the same way I see myself. God sees me through the blood of Jesus. And you know when he when he sees me that way, that doesn't mean he don't ever see, he don't see our sin, but he sees me in in eternal light. He doesn't see me in that just for that moment for the the terrible thing I've done. Because as soon as I repent, the word tells us that he forgets about it. You know God's all knowing; he knows everything, but he chooses to forget that. Now that's powerful right there. That God, because He's all-knowing, He's all-powerful also, He can he can just choose to erase that. <clears throat> I want you all to look at verse 7 there. He says, You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? The persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. You know, these these Jews at this time were... uh, The reason why Paul's telling them this because they had started listening to some of these other people. And the Jews were real big on adhering to this law because that's what they had. That's what God gave them. They didn't accept the Messiah. So that's, that's all they had to go by. But Paul's telling them, he said, who is it that's persuaded you to do that? He said, it's not the one that called you. Now, God doesn't call us into His family to continue to be hindered by that thing. He he set us free. You know, that freedom sometimes is it's easy to... I don't know, maybe I'm not making the point very well tonight, but what... 
I want you to really understand what that freedom is about. Sometimes we don't remember what it was like before we were saved. Sometimes we don't remember or we don't understand what what it would have been like if we didn't have salvation. That freedom is something important. To know that I can go out and I can do what I want to do, but there's still a place that I can go and repent of my sins. You know, I'm not trying to tell you to sin willfully, but what I'm trying to tell you is that you don't have to live in fear because of your sin. That's what being hindered by the law means. Because these people lived in fear all the time, knowing that there was consequences for everything they did. When they didn't do things a certain way, it nothing nothing happened. They had to do everything just so. And we don't have to do that today. That's freedom.